You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the Outkick network, this is Outkick 360 with Jonathan Hutton and Chad Withrow. Withrow in Nebraska, so the legend Eddie George in studio with us today is the co-host. Glad you're with us in a show that's flying by. Final hour is here. 20 minutes from now, Mookie Betts will join us. Former AL MVP for the Boston Red Sox. Now he's on a MVP roster. Hmm. Uh, man for man, hitter for hitter, um, out in L.A. with the Dodgers. Mookie will join us coming up in segment number two, 20 minutes from right now. We're going to get Eddie's top five running backs, both current and all-time. That's in a matter of minutes. But take a look at the NFL playoff picture as we've been recapping week 16 throughout today's show. And we've got the current matchups for you. Now, keep mm. in mind, the Jets are right there on the cusp of knocking on the door to get in as we take a look at the playoff picture in the AFC because the Dolphins, the seven seed right now, they have back-to-back games coming up within the division, same mm-hmm. as the Jets. They're at eight and seven. Tua Tagovailoa in concussion protocol. Uh, they've lost three straight games now, and currently Miami would be on the road in Kansas City. The Chiefs are 12-3. and three. Of course, the Bills are getting the first round by, but... That can flip as well because Cincinnati hosts Buffalo mm-hmm. on Monday Night Football this coming week. So big game, massive game. The yes. Chargers are—they're in. They, they've clinched their spot, and for all the discussion, the slow play, and they've been playing about five hundred all year. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert and company—they've done what they need to do to go ahead and clinch their playoff spot. Currently, they're the sixth seed on the road in Cincinnati. Baltimore, the five seed, their game has been flexed with Pittsburgh. They will play on Sunday night football now against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Always a great game between Baltimore and Pittsburgh. A field goal game earlier this season with Baltimore winning. Not so earlier, it was just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, currently, they're on the road in Jacksonville because Jacksonville right now, they are the AFC South leader over the Titans for the first time all season. And that is due to the fact that the Titans lost, Jacksonville won, and they had the head-to-head tiebreaker yep. with the same record. Yep. Yep. They will play in Week 18 for the the Week 18 winner. That team will go on as the AFC South champ to host a game, most likely against the Chargers or the Ravens. Mm-hmm. What stands out to you, Eddie, on that picture for the AFC currently? Oh, wow. What stands out to me, um, the, the Bengals. I think they, um, you know, they have the inside track really to to do it all. And like you said, this game is a big game against the Buffalo Bills for a lot of reasons. One, um, they uh, would have beaten Kansas City head to head and Buffalo, like Buffalo. So, and they get the first round by, and they go into it with a great sense of uh, confidence because everything comes through Cincinnati now. 
based off of this one game. And this is a huge game for Buffalo because Buffalo, they were picked all year, the sexy pick all year long Mm -hmm. to win the Super Bowl. And now all of a sudden you lose that game against the Bengals and you have to go on the road and do it. It's a different deal now. Now you're 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 not the hunted, you're now the hunter. Yeah. So it changes the roles there. Um the Jaguars scare me. Um the Ravens, they're beat up. They're without um the quarterback. Yeah, Lamar. Uh, you haven't Lamar. you haven't bought into them even with Lamar Jackson though no, this year. No, I I mean like the last two years. Um because their offense is limited. And I, I really felt that going back two, three years ago when they were the hot team, when the Titans went in there and beat them and so forth, mm-hmm. they have not gotten better in that regard. He has not really taken the strides of being a quarterback that can throw on schedule and so forth. And it's I, – I think that window is closing for that type of for – that, for that team. But Jacksonville, they're playing – Great team football. Mm-hmm. Exceptional special teams play. They're running the football well with ETN, Travis ETN, Trevor Lawrence. If there was more time, I think he could be in the conversation of winning the MVP. 14 touchdowns, one uh, interception. The defense has been playing opportunistic. They're playing with a great sense of confidence. They're playing free with no pressure. And they scare me. No matter if they're on the road, at home, it does not matter. That team is really building enough, enough confidence. So the next two weeks, you know, uh, when they – I don't know who they play this week, but um, – Jacksonville? Jacksonville. Houston. They play Houston. Uh, they may be they, – they should beat Houston. And then they host the Titans for the, the crown, for the AFC uh, South crown. And we'll see how they roll into it. So that's what really stands out to me in terms of, of, of that. Um, but the Bengals and certainly the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think, are the hottest teams right now um, jumping into this. Let's take a look at the NFC where Philadelphia, they need one win to clinch everything. And uh, meanwhile, Dallas can still win the division by winning out and Philadelphia losing out based on the head-to-head matchup that, that occurred this past weekend. Uh, but right now, Philadelphia at 13-2. and two, They have the first round by. The Vikings are in the two spot. And they would be hosting the Commanders, who have been losing. But some things have fallen their way to where they're still in as the seven seed right now. It's still mm-hmm. remarkable, uh, the job that Ron Rivera and company has done no with question. all of the behind-the-scenes issues going on within the organization. And they're doing it with Taylor Heineke. They're running back, and Robinson was shot prior to the season. You know, mm-hmm. and he's finally – it's, it's a remarkable yep. story. Their defense has been phenomenal. So has San Francisco's. San Francisco, the three seed, at 11-4, and four, would be hosting the New York Giants. Dallas would be on the road at Tampa. But this week, we get Tampa and Carolina, which is, for Tampa, a play-in game. Carolina, if they win out, they're in the postseason as well mm-hmm. as the NFC South champ. What do you think about these matchups? Oh, man, I, I like this matchup here. I like, uh, you know, the commanders. They're playing. They're gritty. They're finding ways to win. Um, you know, like you said, great storyline there. You know, how they've been resilient and, and coming back, uh, certainly with Ron Rivera and his health issues and so forth. And um, it's good to see that team playing with a great deal of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, scrappy team. And the Vikings is like – you don't know who you, they're eleven and zero or twelve and 0, eleven and zero and eleven and zero one possession games. one possession games, and it's like well they they could they're twelve and three but they could easily be seven and eight you know I, I know they they were that team last year right. they were not winning those tight games so they they get credit for that it's hard to overlook the fact that the the one possession games 
by and large, have been against below 500 teams. Right. I'm not buying them. I'm not. They're not a I'm, dominant yeah, team. I still the question team, them too. The team right now, the Eagles, to me, are head and shoulders above the rest of the NFC. But that second team, the 49ers, they're the real deal. Brock Purdy doesn't matter who's their quarterback. They're going to bludgeon you with a run game and play an outstanding defense and find ways to get the ball to Kettle, their tight ends, uh, McCaffrey. They're um, they're without uh, Dabo. Uh, uh, yeah, Dabo, uh, Debo Samuels. Debo out, Samuels. Yeah. Debo Samuels is out. So it um, it they're they're finding ways still to be dominant. Yeah, I, I'm buying the 49ers right now. It's the Eagles and 49ers that stick out to me in the, in the whole thing. The Cowboys. They have the offense to do it. It just depends on um, Dak, you know, and how and, and how they decide to move their offense. If they decide to run the football, they they're, they're dangerous. Uh, they can go to the NFC Championship they, with that run they game. Can, with their run game and, and their defense. defensive front. Yeah. They, they're, they're nasty. It just depends on will they get in their own way, will their ego get in their own way with wanting to throw it up the ball all over the yard. So – We'll see in limiting the the amount of turnovers in the uh, playoffs. Scenarios on the back end of the the first couple teams out in the NFC set up for some good good drama mm-hmm. over the final two weeks because right now Seattle's the eight seed, first team out, followed by the Lions who lost this past weekend head to head to Carolina, and then there's the Green Bay Packers, currently at the ten spot at mm. seven and eight. But there is a path for them; they need to win out. They need Washington to lose one game, or they need the Giants to lose both of their remaining games on top of winning both of their games remaining, which is uh, Vikings this week and then the Lions. Both mm. of those games at Lambeau. Mm. Aaron Rodgers going in as a seven seed on the road against currently Minnesota. Could be San Francisco. The 49ers have owned the Green Bay Packers as of late in the postseason. Plenty of drama there if yes. that happens. Yes. Eddie, let's get uh, from playoff picture to your overall look at the running back position in the NFL right now. There have been teams, more so than what I thought this year, that have had to rely on their run game because the passing offense took a while to get going. Um, That doesn't necessarily reflect in the stats, though, or with the big household names like we would see not even even 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 7 years ago. Yeah with some of the running backs we've seen come, and come through the league. Right now, Eddie George, give me your top five running backs in the National Football League. Okay, currently... We'll start at five. At number five, um, I think he's a tremendous back. Um, does a lot of great things within the offense. Um, it's Dalvin Cook um, from Minnesota. I think he, he's an explosive guy. He has the, the help of the receiver position with uh, Jefferson on the outside who could be a 2,000-yard receiver. So that yeah. certainly helps with him being able to, to hit wide open running lanes. We have a receiver that can stretch the field. Uh, number four, got Saquon Barkley. Um, coming into the year, the first first game of the year was against the Titans. He showed that he was back. I mean, explosive runs, uh, showing his speed, his powers, suddenness, his quickness inside, uh, in between the, uh, the gaps and holes and so forth. That's a powerful uh, lower half. I think Saquon uh, is uh, holding that position rear at number four. Uh, number three is the current NFL leader in rushing is Josh Jacobs. And, man, he doesn't get enough love. Contract year, too. Contract year. Perfect timing. But, um, I mean, a few weeks ago had a 200-yard game. 
uh, really has been become the bright spot of a di- really disappointing Las yes. Vegas Raider football team. Yes, right? he's been the most consistent aspect of their offense. By Very far. much so. By far. And uh, number two is Nick Chubb. Um, steady Eddie, you know, and at Cleveland. Nothing crazy sexy about him. He just rips off big runs, powerful in between the tackles, just a freak at running back. Right? I thought his numbers would go up as Watson came back, and they haven't. No. And that's – there's a lot to be desired there. But Chubb is a – they – Cleveland has an opportunity to be a multidimensional oh, offense. Oh, absolutely. And we haven't seen that yet. The rust is still clearly well, there on that, Watson. And that's but, it. And that's but Chubb's got to be the bell cow. He's the bell cow right now. But Watson is the key to make it go. And he's going to take him an offseason to clear his name, to clear mm. – all the stuff that he's gone through with the, the case and, and just getting into a regular, normal offseason where it's all just football. Because when you're carrying that much mental weight on you, I don't care who you are, weighs on you. So that's, that's affected Nick Chubb. But number one is Derrick Henry. Um, he can still win the rushing title this year in this team. With a beat-up offensive line. Yeah. Beat-up offensive line. Um, doesn't have a number one receiver. Okay, basically the offense runs through him. So yeah. – you know, he's still the number one running back in the in the league because he can still dominate the game. Everything runs through Derrick. Their their only success comes from him touching the football, and you can't say that about anybody else. You know, on on this list, he's also having a career year in the recept in the receiving game right. too. Um, yeah, they need to give him the football more, and that's crazy to say given the fact that he can again win the rushing title in twenty twenty two. Amazing. Um, I don't disagree with that list. Um, you know, the Would only, you change anything? Uh, I, maybe Josh Jacobs ahead of Chubb, just based on consistency. I, I feel like Jacobs has been more consistent week in and week out. Um, I still think Henry, um, on that list, is the back you have to game plan the most for. Yeah. Um, he's the biggest threat. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you got it right. Yeah. Uh, McCaffrey is McCaffrey's worthy of discussion, but... What's held me back on that is I don't look at McCaffrey as just a running back. He's a receiver. He's a utility yeah, guy. Yes. He's a specialty he's like kid. An athlete. And, you know? Athlete. And he's just a part of the puzzle. He's not the entire offense. He's a, he's a complimentary player, a damn good one, but yes. not, not, not a focal point. Um, all time. This took you – by the way, a pre-show, Eddie rattled off his top five pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think you had a debate about who should be five or six, honestly. But we certainly pondered our next list. All-time running backs uh, uh, uh. for Eddie George, starting at number five, which was your biggest discussion point. Yes. I mean, you can put – you can plug a lot of guys at number five. A lot of guys. You can go Eric Dickerson. Yeah. Can you just – no. AD was just – his size, his speed, world-class speed. I mean, he was uh, – uh, a threat to go to take it to the house at any point in time. Um, big running back. Be- love watching him run. It's like watching poetry in motion mm. or silk float through wind. I mean, he was just, oh, just awesome to watch. Gail Sayers, short career, but exciting to watch. You can put yes. him at number five. Regardless of what you think about this next person, OJ Simpson. No doubt. Was a bad man <laughs> running the rock. <laughs> Buffalo Bills, 
did rest for 2,000 yards in the snow, in the elements. He's going to no. tweet you now. Of course. <laughs> you can throw in Curtis Martin or Jerome Bettis, Tony Dorsett. You can throw in Marcus Allen. Yes. That's what I'm thinking of. Marcus Allen. I mean, golly, consistent. How he handled the the, uh, the Raider Oakland Bo Jackson oh, uh, yeah. dilemma with grace and class. Goes to Kansas City and does his thing there. Marcus Allen, who, by the way, is a good golfing buddy of mine. But in this case, a man that intimidated plenty of defensive players. EC, Earl Campbell, Tyler Rose, the Brahma Bull at number five. My fa- I mean, the, the highlights alone it in is, terms of intimidation. I don't, I don't know if there's a guy on this list that uh, – there's a guy that can score at will easier. Yeah. But in terms of just flat out run you over in the hole – Impose you his oh, will. This it was guy. looking for contact. Yeah, who will hunt you <laughs> like a tiger in the in in, in the jungle <laughs> for his prey? Yes, Earl Campbell was a man. Of, I loved watching Earl run the ball. Oh my gosh, man! Me too. It, it was it, he punished defenders. So Earl Campbell, number five. And now, by the way, the most intimidating moment for me with Earl Campbell was at a dinner setting with you. Where it took him a while to warm up for an off-the-record conversation we were having, and he pulls out his dip. Yes. And it, you know he does, he packs it, and then he just bites halfway into it, and then packs his lip with whatever he bit off. It wasn't you weren't <laughs> digging into it. He was just biting. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I was hoping he didn't ask me to you know get a chew. Right, right. And then, and then, there was nothing left. And then and then after that moment, the story started flowing. Oh. Amazing stories right. about some of the backs that are ahead of him right here on your top yes. five. Number four. Uh, now this is a this this list. You can put him however you want. Him, okay. All right. But Emmitt Smith. I mean, he's he's the all-time leading rusher in NFL history by damn near a mile. He's almost to Mars right now with, the, <laughs> with all the yards that he's he still has. running. The amount of carries leads the the NFL and the carries over his career touchdowns. I mean, Emmitt is just. You can put Emmitt in any offense, and he'll still be Emmitt Smith. He'll still be a Hall of Famer. But the line that he had in front of him, certainly with a Hall of Fame quarterback, a Hall yeah. of Fame wide receiver, a Hall of Fame tight end, uh, Moose, you could say he's a, a Hall of Fame a fullback. I mean, he had some dudes around him that, you know, he could just skip and skip and jump and do backflips through holes. And with his athleticism, his vision, his toughness, you know, that's why he's at number four right now, because of the, 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 the help, the supporting cast that was around him. I think, hands down, number three on your list is in everyone's top five. No question. Walter Payton, Sweetness. You can put him one, two, or three. Um, my personal favorite, Sweetness. He was class. Um, his work ethic speaks volumes outside of his game. Maybe he's legendary for the Hill Runs mm. in Mississippi. Jackson State alum. Um, one of the few HBCU players to be in the NFL Hall of Fame. Um, he ran, you know, he, he it was a term that they, it was associated with, uh, with uh, Walter Payton is that you wanted to hit the defender before he hits you. You wanted to deliver the blow. And that's where I learned that from was to not to be a, a hitting dummy, but to explode into 
the defender. Well, he didn't like wearing socks because he wanted to feel the ground. Oh, yes, yes. Which is just, I mean, in those days, the cleats were not the cleats we were used to. Right, now. right. Uh, it's yeah. a gifted athlete. Yeah, so many man. stories about, about Walter Payton. Number two. Number two, Barry Sanders. I mean, the greatest home run hitter in the NFL, period. A threat from anywhere on the football field. Didn't have a great offensive line. No. Um, organization. Organization. Decided to leave on his own terms. Could have played clearly another three or four years yeah. in his prime. Decided not to. Walked away from the game on his own terms. I mean, it, even in college, I mean, his numbers in college. I'm talking about NFL, in college, his numbers in a 12-game schedule, I think he rushed for – 20, 2,300, oh. 2,200 yards. And, and you can't even get that on a, on a, a video game nowadays. I mean, that's, that's how ridiculous this man is. And then at number one is the greatest football player of all time, not even running back. Number 32, Jim Brown, Superman. My father loved watching him run the rock. He talked about him like, oh, Randall and Rave, oh, Eddie. Jim Brown was the greatest running back i ever seen. He carried a mail. He said, uh, in the rain, see the snow, the mail will be delivered. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jim Brown, number one. I love your top five. And I wish we could have filmed you trying to decide your Did I tell your you that I bought six? Jim Brown a suit? Did I tell you that story? I don't think you did. Oh, my God. Let's save it for the final segment. I'll save it for the segment, yeah. It's the great, time great Eddie bought Jim Brown a suit. You may have told it that night with Earl. I'm not sure. Yes. Because uh, Earl was on a roll. Uh, when we come back, Mookie Betts is about to join us. Former AL MVP. Uh, the leading, uh, he scored the most runs. He's tied for the most runs scored in the Major League Baseball this past season. And he's on an all-star lineup uh, every year for the all-star game, but also out in L.A. Mookie joins us next on Outkick 360. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. From 6th and Peabody in downtown Nashville and across the Outkick Network, glad you're with us with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Eddie George with us as well as today's co-host. I'm Jonathan Hutton. And Eddie, we're pleased to be joined by uh, a guy who's just more than a right fielder for the L.A. Dodgers. Oh, without, without question. Now, you, you talk about me being a you're renaissance, the renaissance man, man. Yeah. and all this, but this dude here? is uh, a renaissance man but he is exceptionally good at everything <laughs> he does okay that, we know he's a, he plays baseball uh -huh. right but basketball player i mean he can light it up from anywhere on the court all right well, witness that uh plays football played football exceptional route runner gifted athlete uh awesome golfer Okay, I've never seen anything like it. I played with him a couple times at Richland. Nice. And he scored, I think, uh, 73 or something like that. First time playing there. And I'm like, okay, this is embarrassing. My own course, and he's you know, destroying me. A DJ, 
can spin the records. Like you. And But a bowler as well. I think he has, uh, I don't know, he can tell you himself, um, like maybe five or six perfect games mm. in bowling. So this dude is like from another planet. And I'm glad to call him my friend, uh, Mookie Betts. Mook, what's up, bro? Man, thank you. That, that was one of the best intros I've ever gotten, man. <laughs> thank you for that. That's my boy. So of all of all the sports that I listed off, man, um, which one do you think you're, you're better at? I, was, I know you, you get paid to be a baseball player, but if you had to pick one. Oh, man. Uh, I would say I'm probably I'm – probably, I feel like I'm a better bowler than anything else. How did you get into bowling? I'm, 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 huh? What would you say? How did you get into bowling? Bowling was the first thing I started doing, actually. I was bowling before I was playing baseball. So that's uh, – that's uh, something that is in the family. I love doing it. Uh, but, you know, baseball was uh, definitely, uh, probably, I think that was the best. Baseball was the second thing I started doing. So it was it was a close second. How many bowling balls do you own? Oof. <laughs> uh, I would say probably a good 50. Oh my God. 50 or so balls. <laughs> yeah, I got a little drill press. Eddie knows how serious it is. Oh, serious. Eddie knows how serious it is. Yeah, we had a bowling hit a bowling event about two three weeks ago. Um, okay, and okay. Jerome Bettis actually is a good bowler as well too. <laughs> He's laughing. He's, I, I I didn't have a chance to see you know what happened. Did you guys ever really bowl off or have a chance to to get anything going? No. I, I completely missed that. No, I, uh, I I think I disrespected him too much. I, uh, <laughs> I I walked up and said, "What's up, Jerome?" And I just instantly started talking trash about bowling and golf and pretty much anything, any game. I just started, was talking trash. I tried to give him no hope, and uh, so we didn't we didn't get to bowl off. Mookie, what was it like growing up here? Well, one the- day we will. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, my bad. I just said one one day we will. Oh yes, that'll be the next charity <laughs> event, right Absolutely. there. Uh, what was it like growing up watching Eddie George run the football? It was amazing, man. Um, you know, when you watch it, all that he was able to do, and then you see him in real life, it's like, how is this big human being able to move the way he's moving, able to, like, just do everything? I mean, he's big as all the linemen are, and he was just, you know, one of the fastest people on the field and just moved, and it's it was just amazing. It was just amazing. Does that make you feel old, Eddie? It does. It, it does. I also grew up watching you. Here I, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yes. it, it does I make apologize. me feel old, you know. But I, I am old. I'll be, I'll be uh, hitting the big five zero this year. So, uh, oh, yeah. Shout I know. out to five zero. Yes. Big yes. party. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to try to do one in uh, Las Vegas. You know, t- catch a cool. couple of uh, shows out there. Uh, walk the strip. Play a little golf, you know, do some bowling, some stuff like that. Just, just fun oh, yeah. family things. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mookie, what's the best party you've been to since you moved to LA? Can you say it one more time? You cut out. Yeah, yeah. What's the best party you've attended since you moved to LA? Ooh. To be honest, the best party I've been to in LA was actually when we won the world series in 2018. I wasn't a, a LA native at the time. Really? Nice. Yeah. I wasn't a LA native at the time, but 
that party after we won the World Series. LA definitely knows how to uh, to party. It really, was great. It was really. Great. Was it was was the who's who um, in the in the uh, attendance? And you just give us a kind of a, a brief. Um, you know. um, to be honest. I really don't remember. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, leave it. Leave it there. Are you are you currently fun. in LA today, or are you in Nashville, or no? I'm in. Uh, what's crazy is I'm in Houston. I just pulled up to the house. I have some uh, some bowling tournaments going on. Oh, absolutely. So I flew down, and uh, I'm going to spend a week here. Uh, bowl in some tournaments, hang out with some friends, and uh, bring in the New Year's. I do this every year, so oh, okay. uh, you know, I always come here and hang out and whatnot. Mookie Betts, our guest on Outkick 360, uh, AL MVP, a two-time World Series winner, Dodgers outfielder. Mookie, it, the, the MVP season for you, and now as you look through the lineup with your Dodgers teammates... Uh, and all of the MVP caliber talent that you have, what is it like playing in this lineup? It's so much fun. Um, I mean, obviously, there's no pressure at all. Um, you, you just have, like you said, MVP caliber people everywhere. Um, I mean, not even like the, the whole team is, you know, I think some guys kind of get overlooked, and, you know, I understand. Um, but, you know, it's just night in and night out. I feel like we have, you know, one the best team on the field. And it's it's just fun. I mean, you can't really ask for much more than than that. I mean, up and all up and down the organization, everybody wants to win. Um, so they always we constantly have those pieces in the in the lineup for us. And so it's just it's just fun, man. LA has been a great time. How do you feel about the automatic strike zone and all the discussion there that they're trying to test out in, in the minors? And, and do you, as a player that uh, comes through in the clutch on the regular, how, how do you feel about knowing that you would have an automatic ball and strike zone behind you versus the, uh, the, the human error element of, of baseball? Oh, man. I, uh, I do. I do either. Because you can, we could get as as athletes, you would get used to to either one. Um, but if I had a choice, if I had a vote, I would definitely say keep the human element of the game. Um, you know, I just enjoy that. You know, and if if a guy's missing one side of the plate, you know, he's you can use it to your advantage, or you know, maybe that's the reason why he lost. Whatever it is. You know, I just enjoy the human side of, of games because, you know, sports really in general has just went so technical and so analytical that you just kind of lose touch with the whole sport. You know, it's kind of kind of sucks, but, you know, it's just where uh, where life is, is kind of going towards. Yeah. And Eddie, I mean, that's he's describing the NFL really yep. with yep. all the reviews now. Yeah, the reviews are, are you know, yeah. they, they still get it wrong, too. Oh, I know. Yeah, you still watch those games. Hey, Mook, we know that it's bowl season right now. You, you love watching football. Um, you know, kind of give us your 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 synopsis on the, the, the playoff that's about to happen here this week. You know, Ohio State playing against Georgia, uh, TCU against Michigan, and who you think the winner is going to be? You know what? I, somebody asked me this question the other day, and – I just, 
nobody to me can beat Georgia. I feel like they're just mm. men amongst boys. And that's no disrespect to anyone because everyone out there uh, is very good. But Georgia is, to me, it's just, it's crazy. So you're taking Georgia to win the national championship? Yeah, I just, I just, I just, I don't see how, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that they're, they're unbeatable, but they unbeatable. <laughs> so you're not giving my boys, no, you're not giving the Buckeyes a shot at all come up this week and it's Friday. Eddie, I love you, bro. If you were playing, if you were playing maybe. Maybe. Wow. Maybe. Not even, not even for sure. Maybe. Mook, hey, don't let him fool you. He's hesitant to even go to Atlanta for the game this weekend. He was trying to contemplate whether or not to just stay back and watch it or go. And normally, the confident Eddie George would be on the sideline or up in a suite. He'd have a whole suite purchased. Well, that's because Look. it's supposed to rain. I, I'm going to get caught in the rain. This <laughs> We're talking about a dome, too. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Nah, you're a Buckeye heart, bro. You got it. Rain, Rain, through the snow, snow right? whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> By the way, just a side note. The, the, the storyline of Stetson Bennett has been completely overlooked. Mookie's mentioning Georgia. He won the title last year. Uh, no one wanted him to go to the college football playoff starting after the performance in the SEC championship game. And here he is with a chance. I, I mean, not only can he win his second, he's about to have a statue built in his honor in Athens if he yeah, does. Yeah, I know, I know. That's it's crazy to think about. It is. It is. I mean, he's had a hell of a career. Um, man, he, he is, I mean, his arm talent is, is yeah, decent, well, I right? Mean, yeah. But his leadership and his uh, decision-making at quarterback is, 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 is flawless. Um, and he has a great supporting cast. I mean, he's great offensive line, D-line, great receivers. But for him to run the show and make yeah. you appreciate this, especially now being a head coach, you find you find that at quarterback, that's all you want, you know, to manage the game and to keep the chains moving and make great decisions. Mookie Betts uh, has been our guest. Final thing on the way out, uh, Mookie, the, the fact that Aaron Judge staying with the Yankees, I've been saying it's great for baseball first and foremost that he's staying in New York, but he's also not coming to the NL, NL and he's not playing for the Giants. So I know you've got to be pumped about that. Yeah, he could stay on, on, a, on, a, on the other coast. <laughs> um, you know, it would have been great having him, but, uh, no, it's good. I'm glad, he, I'm glad he stayed, man. It, like you said, it's really good for baseball. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot going on, but, you know, that's, his, that's step one. So, Hey, and props to you. I know Whatever. there are several other guys who do this, but, yeah, I – I've noticed you've been mic'd up before during the game. I want more of that as a baseball fan. I love that. I don't know how you no. guys. I don't know how you stay focused in the moment with all that pitch by pitch. But as long as uh, they're asking you guys to do it, I hope that the players will continue to do that because that gives a different insight, a different feel for what we would normally get. Yeah, I think that should uh, that should well that'll, that'll continue. Have you ever been distracted? Oh uh, yeah, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but but luckily, luck luckily, I've missed. Yeah, you get distracted by everything out there. You yeah, get, no. Sometimes it gets bored. You you get bored out there. It is what it is. Mookie Betts has been our guest. Uh, good luck with the bowling events that are going on, man. Thank you for the time, and uh, hopefully we'll see you next time you're here in Nashville. Yes, sir. Thank you. See you guys. Hey, Bet Mook, thanks for coming through, man. Appreciate you, brother. Of course, of course. I'll holler at you later on, bro. There's Mookie Betts, Dodgers outfielder, MVP, <laughs> great at everything. Yes. I'd like to have an acting 
uh, competition between you and Mook? Oh, I think I could get Mook in an acting deal. I think I could. But knowing him, he he rises to the occasion on every and everything he does. Everything he, the dude is he, he's is, clutch. He's 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 he is clutch. And his but his mother, I see where he gets it from. Okay, she is super competitive, <laughs> and she I see where he gets the t- trash talk from. She will go in on you in a heartbeat, and I'm like, okay, I get it, Miss Mrs. Betts is no joke. I don't want to deal with her at all. <laughs> um, no, it's a good family though. Eddie, a little behind the scenes here. Uh, everybody in the studio behind the scenes can vouch for this. We've been here going on two years now in this studio. Mm-hmm. And for the first time, we've had people come up and shout at this door trying to get a photo. Are you kidding? They don't uh, do it for every you now and regularly? Then they'll, they'll peer in, you know, uh, uh-huh. and mainly because Chad's sitting there. You know, they'll peer in like, hey, who's, who's this Withrow guy? Uh, but with <laughs> you, I mean, we've got, we got a, you got autograph seekers out here apparently or oh, just a bunch cool. of drunks well, well yeah i mean they came at holidays they're you know coming in you know uh getting some uh <laughs> some moonshine some some uh we have a side cherries you right right on your way out we'll pick you up at the door out here now nah, but it's, it's been good though man um I, I really enjoyed coming down here i always i enjoy you know shooting the breeze with you I talking know. sports and all types of stuff I, running I, backs uh, i'm very movies. grateful for you yeah, yeah, it's always a blast so when yeah. we come back as we wrap up the show we have uh, Eddie's going to tell us what's coming up on his calendar, which is jammed, packed yes. with things. But you had a story for us about purchasing Jim Brown a suit. Yes, yes. We uh, wrap up the show with that. With the time Eddie had to buy Jim Brown a suit, and I wonder what what uh, Jim Brown thought of it. That's that's <laughs> next on Outkick Three Sixty. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Been a blast today uh, on Outkick 360. Eddie George sitting in as the guest co-host today. We've got uh, Jeff Fisher in the seat tomorrow. J.P. Aaron Sibia will be with us on Thursday. And who am I leaving? Oh, Keith Bullock. How could I forget Keith Bullock? K.B. K-B. Yes. He gets back. So the the they've got the Yankee Stadium. His, Syracuse is playing in the Yankee Stadium for the bowl game, I believe. Mm-hmm. And... That's on Thursday. He returns Friday, hopefully in a great mood. But Bullock's always in a great mood. Oh, yeah, He'll be with us on. Chef, uh, chef Bully, I call him. Chef Bully. He's quite the chef. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, another yes, Renaissance man. All right, uh, Eddie, you once purchased a suit for Jim Brown. Oh, by accident. Oh, uh, by accident. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny. You know, you had a picture of the NFL draft. Yeah. And when it was here in Nashville, um, I was doing some events for it. And uh, it was a two-day deal. So I had a couple suits that I was wearing. And I think the day that I called the pick, I had on a really nice suit. I mean, it was decked out, sharp, and got a couple compliments from Dion and, and Oh, you um, know it's good. If oh, that's yeah, Dion. Oh, but you look, <laughs> boy, you look sharp. Boy, you look so dirty, clean. You know, so the prime approval. Prime approval, right? And um, and Jim is there, and Jim was like, "Man, that suit is amazing, man." 
And I'm like, you know what? That it's coming from Jim Brown. That is quite a compliment. I said, hey, Jim. Yeah. I said, you know what, man? Thank you for the compliment. I might buy you one just for that. She's always so really. She says, well, who who uh, who who did it? So I gave I shot him the information of of the young lady that made the suits and didn't think anything of it, right? Yeah. So about two months later, I get a call from her. He's like, Eddie, um, I have a a bill for you <laughs> for a couple of suits, and these are expensive suits, right? I'm oh, like, I well. have no doubt. So I'm like, who the hell? <laughs> who had the the gall, the audacity to send me a bill for their suits? Oh. Like, who who did this? Who's responsible for this? I'm pissed off. <laughs> I'm like, hell no, I'm not doing it. But I was curious, who? Uh, Jim Brown. I was like, oh, oh. I said, hmm, you know, hey, why not? <laughs> I said, he's uh, my father's favorite running back, the greatest player of all time. Wow. Why not? I'll buy him a suit. I said, but you got to give me half off. <laughs> I said, the, the entire bill. I might want to get one free. You might want to get one free. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, it was an honor to do it. And, um <laughs> This is Eddie remembering that he's on a show that's uh, yes, yes, <laughs> going to be said, archived. I said I was. It was an honor to do it, and uh, yeah, you know, if it's Jim Brown, it's Jim Brown, and I said yes, it'll be my gift to Jim. To wow, and a great story to say. Hey, I bought Jim Brown a suit. How much did it run you? Um, uh, you know, it was it was quite the penny. It was it was very. What's expensive. the most you've ever paid for a suit? Oh God, do I have to do yes. that? Oh man, I, I, I want to live I'll vicariously you, through you. That's why I ask you these questions. You Everyone what, in studio I'll and watching what, and listening. In my prime, I mean, I had I used to love suits and I bought a lot of clothes. I would say, uh, you know, um, one year. Ugh, I'm embarrassed to say that I spent I spent about you know close to a couple hundred grand on clothes. And how often would you wear them? Not often. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson learned. Lesson There's a lot learned. of guys now, man, that they wear that one time for their road trip, and I don't, I never see it again. And never again. I mean, you know, you got to mix and match those things. Uh, listen, you you start changing up the pants with there's the shirt. A gift. There, there's a, there's a start, trick to it. Yeah, yeah you got to get stuff that's. Listen, you get a blue, a brown, a black, and a gray, and a gray, and then you get dress shirts and ties and accessories, and you dress co- coat and pants. In jeans and, and you know you just make thirty thousand different outfits out of you know five four or five different suits well it, what eddie paid on suits back in the day is what a player can get for entering the transfer portal now oh, so, man. there yes. you go it's wide open there it is wide open is it as crazy for you uh with the hbcu as it is elsewhere in college football? it is it has a trickle down effect um you know we're finding that players are a free agency and you're Every literally year. going from one team to the next in search of what I'm not sure. Uh, could be opportunity, could be more an IL deal, could be cost of attendance. Um, but the landscape of college football has completely changed over the last five to seven years because they're not necessarily playing for, <coughs> excuse me, championships or um, or uh, to be legends in the game. It's about what I can get now in terms of my dollar value, and if I go... Yeah, how it's going to benefit them immediately. Be, immediately versus... the team. A team thing, which has been very challenging uh, during these times. But in terms of finding talent, 
Um, there are what, golly, two almost two thousand players in the portal. And right? there's not enough spots for there's not enough spots. So when the music stops, so somebody's not gonna have a cheer. Does that benefit you though? Oh it does. Oh, okay. It does benefit us because now we can really vet out, find the right person, the right player, the right character, the right fit. Um and 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 really uh, be thoughtful about it, uh, and going after these players because there's a lot of players that are out there, you know, looking for a home. What do you have coming up on your schedule, man? Which is always busy. Well, listen, when I leave here, I'm still on my Christmas vacation. Yeah. This the, is my cheat time of the, the year, cheat so month. I'm gonna go find some chocolate chip cookies, nice. um, and then I'm gonna go uh, relax, watch some ball games, man, chill out. Um, you know, enjoy the year. I got to decompress before I get, jump back into this thing again. You may have already known this, but in the final minute, I just want to throw this out there. Brett McMurphy says that former uh, University of Miami NFL star Ed Reed, another good friend of yours, he's the next coach at Bethune-Cookman. Really? Nice. Nice. Did you know this? I had no idea. Okay. I had no idea, but it's it's. I can see it, though. I can see it. A lot of former players are jumping into the coaching world now. Yeah, well, Ed Ed's been a part of You're Miami right. for yeah. you know their 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 organization or their program for the for the longest, even mm-hmm. after he's been his playing, and he's always had an interest in being a coach. I, I can recall having a conversation with him at my event about that very thing. He lives ball. He lives ball, and he's going to do an exceptional job at Bethune Cookman. Same as you at TSU. My man. Thank you, man, as always. Eddie George, the Renaissance man, has been our guest co-host. Join us tomorrow, Jeff Fisher. Chris Long will be one of our guests tomorrow on the show. And we're talking all things ball. College, we'll get you ready for the playoff. NFL playoffs just around the corner as well. A lot to discuss on Outkick 360. Hope you'll join us at 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Central, right here across the Outkick Network.